What's going on? Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I'm your host, Ali V. And joining me today, I have Esmeralda Baez. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming through. When I called you, you were like, yep. Absolutely. No hesitation. I was looking forward to this. This is Londo. Yes. (laughs) So there's so many things I want to discuss with you. Mm -hmm. But first, I always start my show off with a cheer. Oh, absolutely. Let's so, do it. Come on. Shout out to you. I got to Oh, my God. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. To so your book. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about your book, guys. I'm this excited. Book. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, this is good. Good? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Great taste. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. My book. baby. Reset and reboot. Mm-hmm. Regaining mindfulness. Now, let me just tell you a few things, right? Mm -hmm. So, because I always, I'm one of those people that judge a book by its cover, like Mm -hmm. literally. And the cover, black and white. But then when you get to the middle, you see this gray. So I took this as like your journey. Absolutely. And then the picture of you closing your eyes. Picture's dope, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. I took that as you're reflecting on your journey. Wow, you got you got the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Mission accomplished. <laughs> right? But um, so talk to me a little bit about the book and mm-hmm. how you decided on this specific picture. Um, so the book, um, Reset and Reboot, um, is a short self, short inspirational self-help book. Um, in the book I speak about the importance of detoxing. The power of manifestation, mastering the arts of self-care and discipline, and also living a life with a purpose. Throughout the book, I share personal experiences on social media, uh, dealing with an illness, and also pretty much what has life been for the last four years. So you went- because it's, it's been, the book is a short book. But I've always said it's not about the size of the book. It's about the size of the message, right? So the book is only 85 pages, seven chapters, but it's full with a lot of positivity. But I was never, I was not always a positive person. I had to go through a lot of things in order for me to get to that point. Um, Back in 2017, this is, by the way, the first time I ever share this with anyone, right? So we got Um, an exclusive. Yes, you do. (laughs) So um, May 1st, 2017, I was diagnosed with a brain aneurysm. I actually had a stroke. Uh, I was 30 at the time. And that really changed my life. I, um, it was a very hard, dark space. But it made me reflect on a lot of things. It made me see life differently. It made me more appreciative. And I saw it as a God giving me a second chance. So May 17th, May 1st, 2017, I completely changed my life. I, I went on a, on a spiritual diet, as I would say. Spiritual diet. I, uh, that's where the detoxing comes from. I stopped talking, hanging out with a lot of people. And not necessarily because they were bad people, but because I feel that they were not on my, they weren't, adding anybody to my life anymore. Right. So 
There goes a book. I don't want to say but too wait. much. No, no, no. But no, let I'm me kidding. just touch. Let me just touch on a couple of things because you just said you know this happened four years ago, right? Four years ago. So who were you? Five years actually. Five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who were you before that? Because obviously you went through such a traumatic experience. Absolutely. I was, I think I was just a little reckless. Okay. I was out there too much. Out there in the sense of going out and drinking maybe a little too much. Uh, Socially drinking. Right, right. And I feel like... Did you I feel like you had change. toxic though? Like you had I fe- I was I've never been toxic. Okay. But I was not a hanging around the right people. Okay. And if that, you okay. and we are a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. And if you're hanging out with the wrong people, it don't matter what your potential is, you will never get to where you're supposed to because of those people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that needed to happen for me to let go of those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then going through that, and I know because Everybody needs to pick up the book. That's first and foremost. Yes. But um, just going through that, that experience, like what are some of the things that you had to deal with? Because a brain aneurysm is like a stroke. First of all, I know people that, you know, have caught my mom caught a stroke. Mm. And it's one of those situations where you have to like reteach yourself things and relearn, like whether it's, how to walk again, you know, coordination. So what were some of the so, battles that yeah. you had? So mine's was what they call a TIA, which is a minor stroke. Okay. And I didn't have any, like, there was nothing really serious that happened in my brain or mm-hmm. anything like that that was like, oh, I can't walk or I can't speak. It was more finding out really that I had the brain aneurysm. Um, and a brain, for those of you that maybe some people don't even know what a brain aneurysm is, it's pretty much, I still to this day don't even know how to explain it to people. It's pretty much, when you think of, of, of the brain, it's like a balloon, right? And if it puts too much pressure, it explodes. And that's when you get a stroke. So um, the, the aneurysm, they, you know, studies have showed, they don't even know where it comes from. Some people say that it comes from family. Some people say that uh, those that use a lot of drugs, in my case, it wasn't. It was just, it it happened to, I happened to have one. Right. And it's something that is, there is no cure for a brain aneurysm. It's not like having cancer and you go to chemotherapy. Right. Having a brain aneurysm, you're going to have it until you die, pretty much, right? Unless uh, it bursts and then you get clipping of the, of the aneurysm, which is pretty much a surgery. And thankfully, um, I've been going to the neurologist. I go to the neurologist probably uh, four times a year to um, to get CT scans and okay. make sure that it's stable. Right. And since 2017, it's been stable. It's, it's the same size. It has not grown. So they are pretty confident that I won't have a stroke or I won't die from that. Right. Let's say that. But right. still, I take my precautions. You know, I am very, I'm big on, on meditation. I'm big on, on what you, I feel that you are what you eat. Absolutely. If you eat like shit, sorry, guys, you will be looking like shit. Absolutely. So I, you know, drink your water. I also speak about I'm very big on keeping your doctor's appointments. It's very important. As hard as it will be for you to find out that something's wrong with you. It's good to know. But see, let me touch on that, because growing up for me, Mm -hmm. like and I always joke around with my friends because 
literally, I could have anything wrong with me. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I I was riding a bike and I hit, I almost hit a tree. Like, I was about to hit the tree. And I went like this. Like, this is the tree. This is me. Mm-hmm. And I turned really quick. I fell. Mm. I have a scar that people swear to this day I've had stitches. I've never had stitches. Really? In my entire life. Mm. I was gushing out blood. But my mother was the type of mother that was like, wrap it up. And oh, we're boy. not doing that. I, I guess we have the same parents. Because <laughs> my mother was like, we're not lady. doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that. And it's so crazy because you're like, keep your appointments. More importantly, make your appointments, make right? Make your appointments and keep them. Yes. And keep them. But growing up, like, my mother was not, like, we just weren't doing that. It was like, no, everything, we're just going to wrap it up. We're going to apply pressure. We're going to, but we never actually went to the doctor for things, which is, like, strange, right? It's very strange. And I always, like, say, because I have a really strong, strict mom Mm -hmm. that raised me to be this type of way. My sisters Mm -hmm. are very strong females. We're very, like, the alpha, you know? Nice. Um... But I just feel like in the culture, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. You're Dominican. Mm-hmm. So in the culture, I just feel like... I'm from everywhere. You're from... <laughs> right. But we're raised to be like these strong females, right? Mm-hmm. So like nothing can bother us. Nothing can affect us. If we have our heart broken, we can't let anyone know. We can't cry in public. Right? Yes. I, I grew up the same way. Um, so I I'm glad to know that... It was not just my family. It's always good to hear other people's stories um, as far as how we grew up being a Latina. Uh, there's were, there were a lot of times where things, I couldn't say things at home because they weren't appropriate. But why, why isn't this appropriate? I'm not feeling well. Well, you, you, don't, you don't talk about that. You know, like talking about depression or anxiety. It didn't even exist. It didn't then. exist back then. But it existed. It's just that people, it w- there were like taboos. People didn't speak about it. The reason, now going back to the book again, I wanted to touch subjects like mental health because as Latina, as a Latina, I feel that society downplays mental health as if it's not one of the most important aspects of our lives. And you, and you, and you touch on that. Let me just read from... The book. Yeah. Right? One of the chapters. One of the chapters. <laughs> no, what's crazy is like you you give us this in the very beginning, which yeah. I love. But you say, unfortunately, our culture downplays mental health as if it isn't the most important thing we should worry about. Physical problems are regularly easy to notice, but mental health issues can take you by surprise. This is a very big issue, especially in the Latin community. It's very big. It's very big. And you and I had a conversation and... I was telling you, like, I was growing up depressed too, right? I was going through real issues. My sister got mugged. I got molested. But it wasn't on the forefront. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that, even if I told my mom, it was like, don't speak about don't it. Don't do it. So then you grow up with all these bottled up emotions. How do you release that? Um, like, what was your release? Like, what was- my, my release, my way of releasing all of that was through writing. That was my therapy. Uh, also going to like therapists and psychologists. And, you know, people have this whole theory. Well, not theory, but this perception that, oh, if you go to a therapist or psychologist, uh, psychotherapist, you are crazy. But what crazy is one. being crazy? We all need help in some sort of way. I, if, if I, you know, after being diagnosed with the brain aneurysm and stuff like that, 
I went, um, I guess I will say it on a phase of, of that I thought was anxiety. Um, the thought of having another stroke would always be in the back of my head, right? And one day I woke up and I'm like, I can't continue living like this. I need to go and see a specialist. So I made an appointment, like a grown adult, responsible. I went and I uh, made an appointment to see a psychiatrist. Then they referred me to a psychologist, then to a psychotherapist. And then they all came to the diagnosis that I was indeed um, suffering from severe anxiety. But I was also type 1 bipolar. See? What, what it, break, that, break that down so, for me even more. So, so type 1 bipolar. Let's say type 1 bipolar is, and I kind of knew I was bipolar. I just knew it. I just... But why? What, what was giving so you the, the bipolar, signs? Because the bipolar... One thing with me is I always research. I'm always on Google looking for things. Right. So I'm like, why, am I, why do I have this? So there were days that I would wake up and feel like I was at, on the top of the world. Right. Like, I'm the shit and nobody can fuck with me. Nothing. Good, yeah. Everything's great. But then the next day, I will not even want to wake up or, like, take a shower. And, and like, I'm it's like, not this my is, period. It's something else. And it's else. not my period. It's not <laughs> right. my hormones. Like, what's going on? And I was like, this is not normal. Um, and, and that was just happening too often. Along with palpitations and racing thoughts and, and, and very bad insomnia. That's what I was like, oh, this is anxiety. But they were like, it's anxiety. But you are also type 1 bipolar, which is the most common one. Let okay. me tell you something. 90, well, not 90, but I will say 78% of the population right now has a mental illness and they are not aware of it. Or maybe because, they're aware and they don't even want to do anything about it. And, and that is a problem. Right. That is a problem. You need to be responsible when it comes to your mental health. If you want to be in a good state of mind, you need to take care of it. Absolutely. If not, you will never be in a good in a good place. I feel that I am the way that I the way that I am today, so positive, so inspiring because I knew that I had a problem, and guess what I did? I looked for help. And well, I got what, the help needed. What about your family? Like how were they were they supportive of this? Like my family is like in their own world. Right, right. I no, I get it. If we my, my we have the same like, family. I'm gonna tell you something. Right. And I don't know how this is gonna sound, but my family really my family is knowing more things about me now because of the book. Mm. They didn't even know about the 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 bipolar. The aneurysm they had to know because I've been dealing with it for five years. Right. But other things they are not it's like it's it's like a taboo for them still, right. and my my parents are really old too. That's another thing. I don't which I don't means know they're old school. To, old school, you know, they're, they're in their seventies. Yeah, so they don't understand a lot of things, and they're like, "Oh, what? You're not bipolar? Oh, you're going to the doctor, and what they're doing is they just charging you money because it's a business. That's how right. they think. They don't even go to the doctor. I was before we had the interview. I was telling you about my my mother, five six years without going to the doctor. They think that tea and soup cures everything. Yeah. And Vicks. prayer. And Ponte prayer. Vicks. And begs. Go, go, to, go to sleep and get some begs and you'll be fine in the morning. You'll be fine. <laughs> and that's it. And it's crazy because I'm telling you, I had the same issue. And I, I have, well, kind of the same, but not the same. Mm -hmm. Like, my family judges me by Instagram. Oh, And gosh. I'm like, Let's don't do that. Let's not talk about Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. Don't judge me by that. And I'm like... You think that it's like all glitz and glam, but 
I'm really going through something. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really going through something. But you don't even post anything crazy on social media. No. But I also don't post if I'm going through something that's not so good. Mm, I see. Okay. Like, I don't really, I'm not as transparent if, like, I'm having a bad day Mm. or something didn't go my way. I'm not saying that. I don't know why. I'm, I'm the same way. I just feel like once you open it up to social media, because I, I feel two ways, right? Like, I want to be transparent. I want to be this person that, you know, if I'm having a bad day, share it with the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, who cares? You know, but then I'm also like, okay, once I put it out there, I'm also now opening up the door for people to, like, tap in. And it's like, I don't need you to, to subscribe <laughs> to, like, Absolutely. my feelings right now. Right. I feel the same way. So, I'm very careful with what I post on social media. Because well, one thing with me is you get to see what I choose to show, which absolutely. is my work. My work, nobody knows if I'm single, if I have kids. I have consciously made the decision to make my social media about work. And every now and then, you know, I put my little thirst traps or whatever. Yeah. We all do, I guess. All of us. Yeah. Right? But personal stuff or how I'm feeling... I try my best not to, but it's also because I feel that I have a following now that's growing every day Mm -hmm. and they follow me because I am so positive Mm -hmm. and inspiring to them. So I feel that if I go and post something negative, it can be relatable, which is great, but it can also be like, oh, she's negative. I don't like it. This is not why I follow her. So yeah, so I, I, it's... But it's like a 50 50 yeah. thing with, with social media. Yeah. That's another thing. I try, to, I try my best to go on social media just to post things. I don't really be looking at people's stories or anything. I think social media, honestly, can be toxic. For sure. At times. It has been a, it is a great platform for those who want to maybe expand their business, um, their career, stuff like that. If you're on social media just, like, pretty much stalking people and just scrolling up and down, I, it's pointless. And that's all you're consuming. Yes. And, and then like, everybody's posting the great things. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's, like... You have like, a point there. Maybe we should start posting the real stuff, too. Like, like I woke up today feeling like shit, and it's okay to wake up feeling like shit. Right. But then it's yeah. also... Because I, I follow you on I'm social gonna, media. I'm going to have some somewhere. Let, let's, let's take a little... Another cheers. Cheers. Another cheers. <laughs> <sighs> so, so crazy you do post a lot of like inspiring things mm-hmm. like you're up early girl oh i you're up or you have up, like a whole routine right like you meditate I, so, like so, you so let me just tell you about like, my routine what does she do at like five o'clock five why is she up why why are you up i don't <laughs> Like, why are you up? Why am I watching this? <laughs> I'm up early. 4.30 for me. So, um, 4.30. My routine is, I go to sleep at 9.30. 9.30, okay. 10 p.m. every day. So, I'm up at 5.30. Okay. And I, uh, 5.30 to 6.15, I meditate. Then I do my celery juice. Then I do my morning journal, uh, which is very important. Then I pretty much set intentions. Uh, once or twice a week, I med- uh, not meditate. I fast for twenty four mm. hours. I think it's very important. Like, I like nothing, like no, just water, 
Just water. Just water. Okay. I see the body as a, as a computer. Uh, if you think about it, if you leave your computer on for six months, what's going to happen to your computer? The battery is going to fucking crashes. That's it. Exactly. The same thing happens to the body. So you, at some point, you need to reset and reboot the body. So I do it once a week or twice, depending on how I feel. The most I've done was 72 hours without it. And I was like, ah, I need to eat now because I feel like I'm about yeah. to faint, right? But I'm up really early in the morning. Uh, I try I try to have very uh, productive days every day, whether it's regarding work or it's personal. In my personal time, I love to do art stuff, artsy stuff. Um, go to art galleries, write museum stuff like that and then obviously on the on the business aspect uh you know i do pr pr is it's fun but it's a very um Don't. challenging job as well <laughs> well you just downplayed everything you do yeah <laughs> yeah this is what this is what i read yeah. let me esmeralda is a latina entrepreneur yeah author yeah music executive and businesswoman yeah her work has been featured in over 50 national and international magazines mm. she is an active member of the recording academy yeah forbes the culture a volunteer for the mental health foundation mm -hmm. esmeralda is an accomplished media personal personality who is well respected across multiple markets and recognized for excelling and inspiring a culture of women and cultivating key relationships. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. That you've done. Wow. That's me. That's you. <laughs> do you know, but do you really like, do you look at yourself? Like, do you ever look no. back and say, like, wow, like I'm proud of like me? I'm I'm proud of myself, but I always feel like I can do be I, I can be doing more. Yeah. I've done so much. I've done, I've done, but I think that there is the in this life, it's all about evolution and growing. And I feel that that I can be doing so much more. And I want to do so much more. I want to be, you know, I've, I've done the, the PR in the Latino market and the crossovers and, and work with amazing talent and people. But now I kind of, I have a calling. Now I want to, like, help women. I want to support more women in business, uh, women that maybe are going through mental mental issues. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's something that I was actually talking to you about outside of this. I, yeah. You and I, we need to talk about this like seriously. Okay. Um, I want to create, I don't know if it's a, I don't even know what I want to do, but I know I want to create a platform or a community to help women um, become better leaders, especially Latino. I feel that in the Latina market, there's not enough support and there's not enough, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very big into creating, about creating synergy. And some people say, oh, but what is creating synergy? Creating synergy, like, like let's see how we can add value yeah. to this. I feel that in today's world, everybody is so stuck on what can you do for me? What can you do for me? Can you help me? But the question is, what can you do for me? What can we do for one another to make this relationship last a long time? You know? Right. Like, how can we help each other in our respective space? Exactly. You know? So that we can both grow and, and, and become big or help masses of people. What do you feel like the Latin market is lacking right now? Support. 
hundred percent. And you know, you get all these people saying, "Oh, I support this," and that oh, is bullshit. I'm sorry, guys. Am I supposed yeah. to say? Uh, can I say bullshit? Yeah, yeah of course. Say bullshit. Uh, <laughs> listen, it is bullshit. Oh, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna plug you in. With they're not doing shit. It has happened to me. And I'm going to say something, too, and I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. But in this industry, too, as a female, it's fucking hard as fuck. It is. Because guys, these executives, I'm not personally. I, I've been blessed. It hasn't happened to me. But some, some people, they feel that because they have power, they can play you as a female. And they promise you things. They're going to help you. And they don't help you. They don't. They're and setting out dreams. Mm -hmm. I don't sell out dreams. I tell you right off the bat, I can help you or I cannot help you. Leave me alone. Or I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. But trying leaves room for failure. So I either say yes or no. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, it's, it's that was the reason why I started this show. Because I felt like, who, who is supporting us? Who mm -hmm. is seeing us? Like, this show is so we can be seen. We can be heard. We can live out loud because I feel like where are we in this space of like thousands of people? I feel like we're lost. Mm. Honestly. Yeah. And there's so many of us so and like many. we're dope. And we're dope. But I think it's OK to be lost. The, the, the problem is how long are you mm. going to be lost? Are you going to be lost for five years or are you going to be lost for a couple of months, which is okay. The problem is that too many people are out here lost and and it's, it's just for too long. And then Wait. it's like you're wasting time. If you're lost and you're trying to figure it out, it's completely different because I've been lost. You've been right. lost. You just said it. I've been lost many times. But something in me, it's like, as you need to like get, you need to figure shit out. Because you have a purpose. I have a purpose. And that's the thing. There's people out here that do not. And, and that's, you know, that's where the whole thing about trying to help women. I want us to help other women find their purpose. I feel that everybody in this life has a purpose. What about the people that don't know what their purpose? Yeah, that's, that's. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Actually, I, I've, I've, I've met someone who told me, like, you wake up every day and you have a purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. Mm, oh, wow. How do you help that person? I didn't even know what to say to her. I, I'm here speechless because I don't know what I don't, I don't I even know what like, I would say to them either. Because purpose is not some like, can you give someone purpose? Like, for instance, let me let me just say this. Mm -hmm. I wake up every I'm, day. I'm a little bit more of this. Take it, take it. <laughs> I wake up every day, right? And my purpose is myself, number one. Like, I am my purpose, right? Mm. There's fire inside of me. But then I wake up for my mother, mm. for my nieces, for my nephews, you know, for this show, you know? But there is something inside me that keeps me going no matter how many times I fail. But what about the people that just can't get up? You have, you have a drive. That's what I call drive. I have a drive. You but have then a there's people that, but sometimes that messes me up as well, right? Because mm. I'm out here hustling, 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 and then it's like, okay, you gotta take a break. So you know what I, so I do um, throwaway Saturdays. Mm. Every Saturdays, 
I throw my day away. I don't do anything. I don't answer my phone. I'm not doing anything. I, you call it a throwaway Saturday? I, I call it a self-care day. Love that. <laughs> self-care. Right. We need it. It's a must. It's a must. Self-care, whatever it is. T- turn off your phone. Take yourself to a spa. I don't know. Take yourself to the movies, to a nice restaurant for you, for for yourself. Absolutely. And, and no one else. That's a throw... How do you call throw it? Throwaway Saturday. Throwaway Saturday. <laughs> is I that like your that Sundays? Though. Are you like on some self-care Sundays? Oh, um, I do it. I, my, it's whatever day it's It's what, whatever day I wake up because I'm very like... Yeah. If I wake up on a Monday and I'm like, today's self-care day. This is what it is. It's today. And then it's next today. week it might be Thursday. So I don't have a specific day or a time. It's just whenever it's it's whenever I feel. Really. Okay. Mm-hmm. In your book, Reset and Reboot, Regaining mm-hmm. Mindfulness, you talk about stigmas. Mm. Specifically <laughs> as a Latina, what stigmas do you feel we're facing in this? In this culture. Because there's a lot for us, I feel like, right? Have you been faced with any? Oh, my God. My accent oh. is always something. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Let, let's, That's a whole stigma. My accent. <laughs> you don't even have an accent, Allie. Stop it. Oh, Yo. a stigma, definitely my accent. But in school, everybody called me Rosie. Why? I swear to God, they said I sounded like Rosie Perez. Oh, really? Oh, but that's a that's a nice compliment because Rosie Perez was shoot, yeah. <laughs> I know. I um, can't wait to meet Rosie. I'm gonna be like, they called me you. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like for me, that was like a stigma. And then also that we're loud. Well, Latinas are loud. I'll tell you this much. Those are I those I share the same stigmas. Okay. Uh, people always with the accent. Oh, where are you from? That accent, where is it from? Oh wow, you you're so loud. And I'm like, okay, like, what does that mean? Or I even, I, I don't know if this is going to sound racist, but even like, oh, you are like dark skin. Like, what? Like, are you Latina or are you like black? Like, I don't know if those are questions That's, that you ask oh, people. But you know what? Or, or my hair. Yeah. I have really curly hair. Oh, is that your hair? Is, or is that a weed? Like, is it yours? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't. I don't understand the question. Sometimes I just play dumb. Right. I'm like, like, what are you saying? I don't know. Is is your hair yours? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> it's crazy. Or or this whole segment too that all um, Latinas, you know, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, especially Dominicans. Oh, you all have your bodies done. You all fake. I hate that. Ay, me. I I'm hate like, that. Listen, just stop I hate it. That. <laughs> Whatever or, makes you happy. You know, it's, for me, it's because I'm Puerto Rican and I live in the Bronx. So they're mm-hmm. like, you must be crazy. Puerto Rican and you live in the Bronx, you're crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. I get that all the time. That you're Puerto... Wow, that is horrible. You're Puerto Rican and you live, you live in the Bronx, you must be crazy. Oh, well, when I was in uh, Uptown uh, and I used to tell people, oh, I'm Dominican. Oh, you live in the, you live in the Heights, right? Or you live in Dykeman. But automatically, why, but why do I have to live in Dykeman or Washington Heights? Like I can't live anywhere else. No, you you look like you live there. How how, how do we look like up there? <laughs> so I tell them it's the equivalent of someone like when you speak what I say, quote unquote, intelligently, mm-hmm. and they'll say you sound white. 
I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, boy. You get that too? Yeah, you sound white. I'm like, I'm fucking <laughs> intelligent, I never, smart. Like, I never get that. What does that mean? <laughs> I got that growing up. You sound like a white girl. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm using words. You have I an read accent. The dictionary. You have an accent, <laughs> but you sound like a white girl. <laughs> like, I never understood that. And it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say is, I never wanted to be anything but Latina. Oh, ever I, in life. Please, high five to that. From closer. <laughs> I never, kid you not. Yeah, I mean, so I've kid never, I've never felt, I love their skin I'm, I'm in. I, and I embrace my roots. And I don't even consider myself Latina. I consider myself Afro-Latina. Mm. because when you think about it, Dominicans, we come from, we have like African descent, right? Whether you're white, light-skinned, with blue eyes, you're Afro-Latino, okay? And I embrace it. I love it. I think that I am the way I am today because of the way I was raised. At the time, I didn't understand because my parents, they were, they raised me the best they, they, they could, but now as a as an adult embracing my 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 race i am proud to be latina because i feel that we are so strong so strong we are so fucking powerful man and we can be even more powerful if we together stick together a little bit more um, but yeah, I love I love being Latina. Ooh, Why I got wouldn't you? With that one. Growing up Latina. Come on now. By the way, let me just tell you, I love the fucking set. Thank you. You did great, and <laughs> this this is this is amazing. I love it. I'm I'm very glad to be here today. Uh, more so, more more for me. More. I, yes. by, by the end of this interview, I'll be fucked up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about flourish. Oh, gosh. Flourish. Let's talk about Flourish. So it's mm. so crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm an event producer. Yeah. And I tell people all the time that, because everyone is always asking, like, I, why, like, it's not like I grew up saying, oh, I want to do event. Never. Mm-hmm. But this industry is hard. And you know that, mm-hmm. right? And I never got invited to not one industry party and on, i was outside on, i was on i was you on, didn't get invited girl i was on sirius xm radio and not and, and i interviewed all the celebrities not one person they would invite everyone else and they wouldn't invite you they would not invite me why why you think was that i felt like maybe Were it was my followers only- Maybe my followers didn't, you know, I didn't have such a high following mm. on Instagram. because you know a big part now. Oh, it, boy. it was weird, but I told myself, because at first, you go through emotions, right? You get upset. Oh, absolutely. It's natural. Right? And then you get kind of jealous, like, well, why is this person getting invited? I'm not getting, you know? And she's not even that smart. Yeah, like, <laughs> she ain't even popping like that, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, I, I hit a phase where it's like, okay, I felt mad. I felt jealous that... Like, now, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about this? And I try to be very solution-based with all my issues in life. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do events. And I'm going to do events for the 
whatever you think the popping person is, mm-hmm. I'm going to do their event. And guess what? You're going to come to my events. Mm. Oh, that's a powerful move. So that's I don't, I don't ever move. have to wait for an invitation. As a matter of fact, I'm inviting you to my seat at the table. Fill up a seat. Because in this, no, because I feel like the message for me is never like, you can't sit with me. I act, it's so crazy that you're mentioning that because in the book, I mentioned that, that I had to create my own table. I had to create my own PR firm because I felt that I, nobody was really going to hire me. I tried and, oh, you, you don't have the qualifications what does that even mean yeah you don't have the qualifications but well, you're you, probably overqualified you know what i mean or at the top oh, you don't have the qualifications or uh do you think you can really do well in this company and i'm like maybe those and then i i took it personal then i understood that in this game in this industry you don't take anything personal it's one of the four agreements never take anything personal people are dealing with their own demons and that's their problem so what I did was like, you know what? I spoke with God. And told me. So crazy saying this. No, no, no. That the reason why I never got the opportunity to sit at those big firms was because he wanted to push me. You got a calling. You got a real calling. I had, I think it was a revelation. And that was in 2018. 2018, I was still working a regular job. I was like, I'm putting my two weeks. But how does that even happen? I'm always interested in hearing like the transition from a day job to. So so my background, you know, I started doing pageants, but not like dressing girls in pageants and stuff like that. I've always been kind of like into fashion. Um, and I, and someone from, from Puerto Rico, from, from Miami, his name is Hans. He was like, Hey, you, I see you working and I like how you move. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to work in PR? I was like, what the heck is PR? Uh-huh. I didn't even know what it was. Not to make this short longer. I started working with him. Uh, two years later, I'm like, Hey, listen, I think I learned the basics of this and I can do it on my own now. And then started with, with my, with my firm. And now I work in alliance with five other companies. And I want to keep expanding and creating more alliances and more partnerships for sure. Uh, But now more with women. Because my team right now, I'm the only female. When you see me. How is that? It's, I have a backup of men behind me. I'm the only girl. I'm the face. And I'm like, I want girls in the team. I want girls. I want yeah. women. I want powerful women that are visionaries, that are creatives, yeah. that are passionate. Forward thinkers, yeah. Yes, and that don't take no for a fucking answer. Mm-hmm. You speaking about not getting invited to events, really, same thing happened to me. I used to invite myself to events, Spotify events that I never got invited I would just show up. I will find out the address and show up, dress up. Be like, I'm here. And be like, I'm here. And they'll be like, uh, are you on the list? I'm like, I should be. Yeah. I received the email. Right. And guess what? I will get in those freaking parties. <laughs> Don't ask me how, but I will get but in. But you would get in. Yeah. I was determined. I was like, if I'm doing this on my own, I need to be determined. I need to, and determined is one thing, but you also need to stay consistent. Once you make the decision to be your own boss, 
a lot of shit that comes with being your own boss. If you don't work, you ain't getting paid. Right? If I don't wake up in the morning and make those phone calls and try to close those deals, who's going to do it? I always say work produces work. Yes. If you keep working, you will get work. Oh, absolutely. The minute you stop, it stops. It stops. And for me, that's what makes me depressed. Mm. Like, my depression comes from, like... Do you really feel... And I'm sorry to call you up, but do you really feel that you suffer from depression or is anxiety? Have you been diagnosed with depression? No, no, Ali, come on, man. Reset and reboot. We 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 have to. You need to go. You need to go see someone. Right. I'll put you in touch with my therapist. No, listen. (laughs) No, I I do. So I always say when you when you make a little bit of more money and you have an advantage to really splurge on yourself just a little bit more, mm-hmm. your self-care can look different. Mm-hmm. That could look like massages. That could look like getting your hair done. For me, I do hypnotherapy. I love hypnotherapy. So I get hypnotized. Oh, my goodness. For an hour, I, I get hypnotized. So I speak, because my problem is never discussing my issue. I know what my issues are. My problem is the opposite. It's the listening part for really? me. Like, and everyone tells me, like, Ali, you don't listen. You don't listen. So I get hypnotized every Fridays. Every Friday? Every Fridays, I get hypnotized. For how long? 40 minutes. For 40 minutes, session. Session. For the first 30 minutes, we discuss whatever. Right. You know? I did it once, but um, I don't think that was enough. That's why I'm, I'm like, curious to you know now why, why you do it every, every Friday. Because I listen to the recordings. Every day. The recordings of what? Of the of, of the, the session. Of the, of the session, right? Of Holy the session. Crap. So she oh, so she is... hypnotizes me and it's on the phone, right? So we I get I have to call into another line. I call in, it's recorded, mm. and then every it's almost like affirmations. I have to listen to it every day. Every day. And so every week I get hypnotized on whatever like my issues are for that week. Wow. I'm gonna, I think I want to try this. Crazy, right? Yeah. And people get freaked out like, oh my God, do you come out crazy? I'm like, no, no, I come out a better person. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the goal. <laughs> which is the goal. Which is the goal. Do you feel that after you do the hypno, some people call it the hypnosis, hypnotherapy. Yeah. Do you feel that when you come out of the session, you feel more at ease? I feel more aligned. Aligned. I oh, feel more aligned. I feel... I never, it's almost like that thing where, like, you never regret a workout. Mm-hmm. I never regret hypnotherapy. I never regret, like, spending money mm-hmm. on self-care. Ever. Me neither. And I just feel better. I feel lighter. The food thing is a real thing for me because I'm an Uber Eats girl, and that's it's horrible. Girl, I will Uber Eats Mangu. Like, who does that? Oh, my God, Mangu. <laughs> oh. The tres golpe? Yes. Oh. But why? I'm, I'm going to get that tomorrow. I do that. And it's so. And then I find when I cook for myself, mm-hmm. I feel better. You do? I do. Absolutely. You know, actually, um, it's been proven by me. 
it's been proven by me. <laughs> yes, I, I no longer eat outside. I try my best not to eat as much outside. One, you don't know what type of ingredients you're using for the food. That's One, a fact. Right? That's a fact. And yeah. what, gives ta- what gives taste to food is salt. Yes. Everything is high in sodium. So th- okay, so now here's my thing, right? <laughs> so then you don't eat con con. No, I don't. I don't eat con con for sure. So, I, I, I eat the rice every so now and then. You call it con con. I call it pegao. Pegao, yeah. Right. The same thing. Which is like the bottom of the rice. Uh, yes. Right? I used to like it with the with the with habichuelas. With yes. The, Wait, why are we? Oh like my god, this? the con con with the. Oh my god! With the red mommy beans. will fry an egg and everything. And, oh, the egg! Let's not talk about the fried egg and the ketchup. <laughs> I, I forgive my right mother now. though. I really do. I need some of that right now. I really do. And can I tell you that's the best hangover food? No, no, that is good. But guess what is also very good? What hangover food? The cachapas. <laughs> cachapas. The chimichurris. Oh my god! <laughs> At three, four Why o'clock do you in the eat morning. That? No, I don't really do it anymore. But, but... it was no, it it really. Oh, is. back in oh I, girl, three four times a week, I would just go to the chimichurri, <laughs> walk to the chimichurri, and get me two chimis, and I would honestly <laughs> eat them, and I'll have. Are a, you a, kidding me? Yeah, bad. <laughs> 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 Two chimis. It's like, where is this food going, girl? Like, you Yo, just had two chimis. Why would you? You never looked at yourself like, this is not good. This I mean, ain't it. This ain't I, it for I me. I mean, I will regret it the next day. Like, damn, I had two chimis. But in the moment, it felt so good because it's so, it's comfort food. It is. It is. And, and when I you're drinking, like, like you said, like, mm. it, it's, it, it like absorbs alcohol. It really does. It's so much food. Or, it really does. But that con con. Girl, down to the candy. You know, I would go to Puerto Rico and get like the dulce de coco. Oh, the dulce de coco and dulce de leche too that comes with the guayaba. Oh my God. So wait, but I was telling. Okay, let me take some more of this. Take some more. <laughs> I was just telling um, a man because I had Amanda on the show, Amanda Karina, uh, who's a fashion influencer. And mm-hmm. I was telling her that growing up we had Mori Soñando. Oh boy. Which is like crazy, right? Yeah. When, when you tell people what it is, they're like, ugh. But do boy, you know? And I and I love us Dominicans. I, you know, I'm I'm half Dominican. Mm-hmm. Papi's from Santiago. Oh, okay. Santiago. Candela. Come on now. And I remember, I went to the store, and I said, "Tiene mori soñando." She's like, "Ay, mija, claro que sí." And she took tango, and I'm like, "Oh no." She got tango. Tango. Oh, bendito. I the powder. To- yes. I was like, that's not it. They're like, no, 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 I don't want the money soñando. I was like, that's not it. Oh, my God. No. The real money soñando is actual, like, oranges. Squeezed. Con leche evaporada, I think it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then sugar. If not condensed milk. Condensed milk. Girl. Which is how mommy made it. With a lot of ice. And it was so good. (laughs) I can't. But now as you get older, you're like, why? What was the point? I want to do that now. (laughs) I would never do that now. First of all, I don't really like milk now. No, I will Mm -hmm. probably do it with, um, with oat milk. I love oat milk. 
oat milk and almond milk. I stop drink. I stop uh, drinking. Um, I don't do the oat. almond milk so no. much. Mm-mm. Oat is the healthiest. Ever. Is it? Oh, is it oat? better than skim? Like what? Like is it skim or oat? Like I can't. Eat, I don't even. Know. I don't know. Well, my don't personal, even know. my personal uh, preference mm-hmm. is definitely oat or almond. I can do the other milks. Mm. I just can't. But um, yeah. So, what is the best thing about being Latina? Ooh, mm, that we're spicy. We are. We're spicy. We're fucking fire. We are spicy, and we can be toxic, but gla- but like a good toxic. If that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I sound crazy right no, now. No, <laughs> I know what you mean though. Like I'm pretty sure you dated a guy that you probably drove crazy, but he always came back. Yeah. Right, man. I don't know that's a whole people, other topic. That right? is, that's for another session, right? With growing up Latina, I know we gotta bring you back. <laughs> what would you say is the most difficult part of being a Latina? I think our character. We have very strong characters. At times, it can be person. I, I can only speak on my behalf, right? Sometimes I feel it, it's hard when I'm not able. People are not really able to understand what I'm trying to say. So I don't know if that... What, what you're trying to say, like, the message that's coming across? or Yes, sometimes okay. I say things, and I don't mean mean it in a bad way, but it comes out very rough. Mm. Okay. So I think that will fall under character, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the, my way of speaking? So that has been hard for it's, me. It's giving the language, right? Because that's like a thing, well, too. And, and Spanish, uh, well, English is my second language. So I'm but like... But there's certain things that you can only say in Spanish. I always tell people. And that's the problem There's certain me. words that no matter... You, the English translation is not it. It's not it. Sometimes I'm not having it. conversations with people and... And I'm trying to say it. I'm like, I hold it there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like fuck it. Like, this conversation is over. It's done. But I don't think there is any bad. What's a what was the question? What's a bad? What's... What is the most difficult part? What is the most difficult part of being a Latina? You know, for me, I, I think that we are hot and everybody wants us. That is difficult. And not everybody. That can is have us. difficult. I'm kidding, guys. No, um, that's I, difficult. I mean, it is difficult. Not everybody. No, we have standards. We do have standards. <laughs> We what do, do you think is more difficult? I want to know what you think. I think, I don't know, because I, I always feel like the concept of like, I, as a Latina, I don't want to break down doors anymore. Mm. I would love to see the doors being Like the queen that I am. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Be like in a pedestal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's all, what is given. That's what we want. Because I just feel like, we are just trying to fight this fight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight anymore. We're going to continue to fight because that's Absolutely. what we do. I mean, that, come it's, on. Now. It's in our genes, I think, it's, just to fight. It's We're in the fighters blood. by nature. It's in the blood, but I think that's like the most difficult part that we still, we're still fighting. We're still fighting. And, 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 and there's still, by the way, there's like a bunch of different races that are still fighting, but I just feel like we're just fighting for this like 
or like what's next, the next level. And it's difficult. It's difficult not being heard. It's it difficult, difficult not being be seen, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's difficult being overlooked. Like, oh, why? Overlooked. Because we, we are overlooked. We are overlooked. And there's like powerful people in positions to make powerful moves. And they're Latinas. And they don't. You're one of them. them. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're one you of are them. one of them too. I feel that we are both. Um, we are two divine feminine forces. And we are not even close to where we will be in the next two years. Mm-mm. If we continue striving for greatness, continue trying to create more opportunities for other people, we can be in a position of mentoring young people. That's what I want to do in the future. And that's the real change. That's when the real change happens. Yeah. I I want us to and when I say I want us is because I see I see it in you too. Like we are both in our thirties and stuff like that. So we are not young kid girls, right? I want to see, you know, it hurts me at times when I see my young nieces, 12 and 11, and, and, and they are so stuck in the social media world now and, and talking. TikTok. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait until I'm 17 so I can get my boobs done. Like, no, girl, you should be thinking about what college you're going to, right? I want to start helping. I want to start getting involved in the developing process of helping young girls. I don't know what age, maybe teenagers, because teenage teenage group is a is a very hard that's, age. That's rough. It's thirteen to seventeen, right? Those four years are really rough. You don't even know who you are. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know who you are. You said it. You don't know who you are. You are pretty much like, like at that age. I feel that you are just experimenting. You are trying to figure it out. What am I? What do I look like? What I want to be? Am I a follower? Am I a leader? What am I? Who am I? It's tough. It's tough. It's a very tough. It's tough. I, I got to say, high school for me, it, it was fun, but it was hard. Because mm. I went to a performing arts high school. Oh, I see. So it was, very, it was creative. It was dope in that uh-huh, sense. Uh-huh. But it was hard. I struggled a lot. And then when I got to college, I was like, there's no subject. You know, I was like a liberal arts major for like ever before I actually declared a major. <laughs> I, I was the same. They're like, you arts. have to declare a major. I'm like, English? <laughs> sure. Like, sure. Let's do the English. Because I really wanted like, like some sort of like entrepreneurial subject or curriculum mm-hmm. in there. And j- they're just. And you felt that English was the only one that was able to kind of like. I well, like to read. Category. Yeah. I like to read. I love writing. Mm. For me. Okay, so we need to, when are you going to write your book? Not ready. <laughs> but so, <laughs> but, no, but for me, I write, I don't write in the present tense. Mm. If you were to like come into my crib, rob my crib and stole my diaries, you would think my life is like, oh my God. I'm already writing as if. That is amazing. So I write like today. Power of manifestation. I got to sit down mm. with Ed. She was so dope. And the inter- the whole thing. I write it as if it, it already happened to me. But it hasn't yet. 
in my mind, it happened, but it, it happened. In reality, it hasn't happened. No. So if today's Friday, I'm already writing for like next month, Monday, Tuesday. So like you that. kind of like create scenarios in your head, and so I already wrote in that. I already wrote that I interviewed Jennifer Lopez. I wrote that I produced the Rock Nation brunch. I've done it. No, it's done, girl. It's done. Have you done it though? No, not yet. No, oh. but it's done. <laughs> I'm like, what it's wasn't done. I invited to this Rock Nation brunch? <laughs> I want to no, go. <laughs> girl, when I produced the Rock Nation brunch, you are coming. Oh, my God. I'm like, hold on. You did the Rock Nation No, brunch? but it's done. In my mind, it's done. I it's did it. It's done. I've done Actually, it. Actually. I've done it. Not for nothing. I think I'm, I'm, I may be able to help you out with that. Lit girl. Yo. I think I can. You heard it here first. <laughs> I think I can. I have somebody in mind already. Where's that my camera? It's right here. I already got somebody. You heard it here first. <laughs> that is my dream. That is like, it's so funny because my mother's like, you don't talk about producing the Grammys, the Tony Awards. It's like the Rock Nation brunch. And I'm like, do you know what that means for me? Yeah. It's, it's like the to you. Yeah. It's the one thing ever. Mm. Like I'm like before I die, I have to produce the rock the Rock Nation brunch. Have to. Where is the Rock Nation brunch? Is it they in do LA? it in LA? <clears throat> they do it in LA. It's I around it's Grammys the, week. Is that around the Grammys? Is around the Grammys? I mean, you have done some really dope events though. And I, I manifested. I manifested my James Harden event just by writing it, just like that. James Harden the. The basketball player? The basketball player. I wrote I down that I was going to produce an event for him. And you did? I wrote down in March that by July, Ooh. his team would call me to do... Nah, I can't. To do the... Oh, my God. I got chills. I cried. I when I got the call... Of course. To, ...to produce his event, I literally cried, knees on the ground, prayed, because I couldn't believe... I had to go back to my journal like, I wrote this. Guys, you have to write. No, it's so important to write. Yeah, it's very important. It's so important. And, and I thank God that my mom, like growing up, even though we didn't have much, she was the person that was like, no, you're going to college. And I'm like, but so I go to college, but I got to pay for it. You forcing me to go, but I got to pay. Right. But I And my mom, she just had her GED, but it was so important because she had her GED that she was like, no, all of my kids are graduating college, period. Mm. Period. And I was so happy that she pushed me. I'm glad she did too. Look at the woman you are today. Thank you. Look at the woman you are. Yeah. Look at the woman we are. Come on now. Let, let's let's embrace the we now. Not you, me, but us. The we. The we. I love that. We, us. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yo, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, and this, I don't know what the heck you put in this glass, but it's good. Mm. <laughs> Any last things you want to say mm. to, like, your fan? Because you have real fans. And you have a cult-like following, which is, like, amazing. I do. Like, I, they come out for you. I I went to your book launch. Girl, they are outside for you. Hands, <laughs> that make them, they coming out. I was, you know... And it's like a little bit of everyone, right? Like yeah. it's not like mostly girls or most. It's no. like everybody. You and up. from different. Um, All walks of life, I see. Yes. You know, I was I was very impressed and I'm very appreciative 
um, I'm glad that you mentioned the book launch because you you actually made time to come out. So thank you so much for coming. Um, I was very grateful. I was surprised at the turnout. I wanted something private, intimate, but that was um, with a purpose, right? And I didn't realize how many, like, I wouldn't say fans because they're not fans because I talk to all of them. They're supporters. But, but supporters. But it kind of hurt me. I'm saying this here. The fact that I get more support from people that I don't know than from people that I've known for years. And I've sent invites and they've never You know what I mean? And I'm like, but I don't want to end this on a No, no, no. But I, no, I know what you mean, though. But, but. Because that's I'm, real. I'm appreciative of, of the support I get from people that I don't even know, but I would love to get that support also from people that I know, that those people that have seen my growth, those are the people that I feel should feel more proud and be like, wow, I saw where she started and I see where she's going and I see where she's headed instead of but ignoring it. I got to tell you, sometimes that comes from... They're not happy with themselves. Mm, absolutely. They haven't made it. They haven't reached a level. They're still trying to figure it out. Lost souls. Because I always say when you can't support someone, you're not supportive of your own self. Like you don't support you. Because why can't you extend that support? Wow. Ali, that is powerful. And that is so true. Therapist. <laughs> Listen, so help me get through it all. Round of applause for the therapist. No, but no, seriously, because I go through that as well. It'd be your own family. It'd be your own team. It'd be girl. It'd be team. your own team. Sometimes hard. It's, it's it's hard at times, but it comes with the territory. I don't let it affect me anymore. But I, there's times, obviously, we I'm we are emotional beings, right? And there's days that I wake up and I'm just like, wow, I wish I had more support from from people that I consider friends, right? And then they wonder why they are no longer on my phone book or I'm no longer hanging out or whenever they invite me to parties, I'm no longer in our presence show, showing up. Mm-hmm. I am so good at energy now that I know I know when to attend an event or not. My energy is so important. It's priority right now that I don't engage with anyone that I know. It's not going to put my energy on a higher level. So with that being said. With that being said. (laughs) So what's your energy like now? My energy is. So so the energy right now. Oh, yes. Yes. Come on now. um, What's the energy right now? I'm in a very good space. Mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm in a happy place right now. Uh, it's work mode though. Th- this is just this is just the beginning of of new. This is just the beginning of new opportunities. Mm. I want, like I said, um, I'm working on a lot of projects that I won't talk about right now. We will be working on some things together. I know that for a fact. And I want to thank you for inviting me here, guys. I don't know if you know this, but this is actually my first. My first podcast. And I told Allie, Allie, do me a favor. Can we just 
can it just be me and you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. she made sure that is literally just her and I here. So I want to thank you for that, for making me feel comfortable, for supporting me. Always. And always. I look forward to building a, a, a friendship with you. Absolutely. And supporting whatever um, new projects you have coming up. Please shout. I'm here. With that being said, guys, Reset and Reboot yes. is an Amazon. <laughs> if you haven't, um, get your copy. Hello. You still have time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make sure you guys pick up her book. It's only $12. <laughs> but it's it's the best $12 you can. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I wanted to keep it short and simple, straight to the point. It's dope. Everybody has told me, yes, it's like straight to the point. It's like a, a quick pep talk. I and that's it. what I wanted it to be. One hour and a half read, you're done. Okay, it's good. It's bad. I don't care. Just read it. You're going to get something good out of it. I promise you. At least one thing is going to stick to in your in your head. So much for coming through. I'm excited. Thank you. You coming to my launch? What? Girl. There. You I'm, in there. I'm in there like swimwear. Come on now. Thank you, Esmeralda. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, my love.